everybody. Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. Today on the show, we are going to discuss and rank Cabinet of Curiosities, which is produced by Guillermo del Toro. And we have watched all eight episodes of this. For those of you who don't know, it's an anthology series that is Bizarre Nightmares Unfold in Eight Tales of Terror in a Visually Stunning Spine-Tingling Horror Collection which is curated by Guillermo del Toro. Basically, each episode is a different creator. They're all unique. Every episode is actually a period piece, which is one of the commonalities that we saw Mm -hmm. as as watching it. And the 90s is the most current, actually, the decade that they do. All of them have great casts, honestly. (laughs) Uh, If you're not a fan of the supernatural, you may not like some of these. There's a lot of supernatural elements in, in most of them. There's always an entity. There's always a monster. Obviously, the, you guys know that Guillermo de Toro is about monsters and practical effects and all that. So they all have some version of that. There's amazing design. He's always got amazing visuals, amazing design. And so the people he's chosen have that kind of in common with him, I noticed. Yeah. And I, and I thought most of the, most of the stories were very told in a very non-traditional way. Mm-hmm which is also a unique thing about this, which is also in line with who Guillermo del Toro is yeah. as a filmmaker, is that he he often unfolds things in a pretty non-traditional way. So yeah. I just wanted to mention some of the, the commonalities of this. It's on Netflix. It dropped in October, and we're just finally getting around to doing a ranking. Yeah. So I guess what we're going to do is go from our worst. Kathy has her own ranking, and I have my own ranking, and we're going to go... So I don't know how you feel about this, Kathy, but I liked all of them in general. Mm. Like I thought they were all solid in the sense that like, I don't know. I wouldn't watch them all again. I guess I just mean none of them sucked to me. There were two I didn't care for. Okay. Um, but I, we're going to be hearing about those. I guess I, then. <laughs> I, yeah, they'll, they'll be my number eight, number seven, which was not a popular opinion, by the way, for one. I have some unpopular opinions, too. And um, <laughs> a popular opinion for the other. Okay. Uh, and I'll give my reasons cool. for that. So. so I'll start with my number eight. My uh, ranked number eight is The Murmuring, which is episode number eight of the series. And this one is directed by Jennifer Kent, who directed The Babadook. <laughs> yep. So... And the Nightingale, like two of, you know, top horror movies Uh in my mind. So part of the reason why this might have fallen to last for me is because of my expectations, right? Of like, this is going to be the best one kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the way they put it in order as the last one, maybe thought they thought this was going to be the the best one too. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, Jennifer Kent often puts trauma with horror, right? So mourning a major loss. She's got the grief thing going. Mourning a major loss. Orthologists, bird watchers basically, right? Nancy and Edgar flock to a secluded home to study birds, but the house's history reveals heartbreak and horror. That's another thing. Love haunted houses. For me, this was a gorgeous episode. This is what I mean by like, I didn't really feel like any of them were without value. Like it was gorgeously shot. It was in the 1950s. It's more on the psychological or emotional end of things, uh, which is what I guess wasn't what I was looking for in this series. It's the least horror of 
any of the episodes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it had a Agreed. great setting. It had a haunted house. Uh, I mean, birds, what are they? Birds can symbolize like freedom and movement and all of that. So I saw some of the the metaphors going on there. And I just felt like it was more of a drama than a horror. And I don't know. The entity ended up for me being kind of meh. So that's why it's last for me. Okay. I could see see why you you would say that. What's Uh, your last? My last is actually the viewing. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one was directed by Panos Cosmatos. And um, this was actually rated as most people's favorite episode. Uh, This tended to be like the top, it got the top review. So a wealthy recluse hosts four accomplished guests at his stylish mansion for a once in a lifetime experience, but their intrigue soon turns into terror. Um, I liked where it was going at the beginning. It's really an interesting concept where this guy is bringing all these different talents together. Um, And it starts off where they meet this young woman in a parking lot and sort of recruit her back to his home. And then she soon realizes that she's sitting in a room with all these different talents. And it it definitely feels more sci-fi to me than horror. I just, um, in some of the performances, I thought were really great performances. It just moved incredibly slow for me. And I had to rewatch. I would go back. I almost felt like I had ADD watching it where I had to go back and go, wait, what? Not because I didn't get it, but because I was incredibly bored. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm having a hard time and maybe you can enlighten me and I don't know where this is on your list. Why so many people loved it. Cause I, I just, it just lo- was lost on me. Yeah. I found that that's been true of what I've been reading too. It's okay. Like some people, it, it's one or the other people. It's totally their jam. Cause it's very specific style yeah. or it's like, Oh my God. Awful. So it's really, and, and yeah. Okay. Which is my unpopular opinion. Cause it's kind of in the middle for me. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get to that, but all right. So number seven for me, ranked number seven, which is a pretty unpopular opinion. <laughs> I'm finding is the fourth episode called the outside. Okay. Which is set in the eighties. And deals with body dysmorphia. Longing to fit in and work at work, awkward Stacy begins to use a popular lotion that causes an alarming reaction while an unnerving transformation takes shape. Yeah, it's interesting because one a, a YouTuber that I watched, this was their favorite, this is their favorite one, and it's like down at the bottom for me. And I know a lot of people like it. So it's very unique. Uh, this is directed by Anna Lily Amerport. Uh, who did the Girl Who Walks Home Alone in, at Night, mm-hmm. which was a very popular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular story is based on a webcomic, apparently. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a good story. I really like the shots, you know, the wide-angle lens, and the way it was shot is very kind of unsettling. <laughs> it's the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, bullying, and it's very character-driven, so I I. I in- like those are the positives for me for me that again the entity was kind of meh like that i the other part that's strange for me is that i usually really like body horror and this has body horror in it and i guess maybe it it was relying on me kind of giving a shit about this main character Mm -hmm. and i and i did and i didn't Mm -hmm. for whatever reason 
And so it just kind of fell flat for me. And it might have just been that, I don't know, I, I, what I realized in this ranking process is that there there's kind of like boxes to tick for me when, when you, when you say Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> gotcha. And so a lot of times it's like, if I really liked the entity, it was ranking It certainly on the did list. not feel like something that he would have been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. All right. I'll set on that. Mm-hmm. The next one for me. So this is my number seven is lot 36. This one I found more people also feeling it wasn't all their favorite. Um, so this one is about an army vet buys storage locker contents to pay off debts, but buys more than he bargained for when he purchases a lot owned by a strange old man. Now this is the first episode of the series. And when I first saw it, I thought it was okay because I hadn't seen the rest and I didn't hate it. Uh, here's the, here was the main issue for me. I loved Tim Blake Nelson and I hated him in this. Um, because he was so one dimensional and his performance was just nothing but straight anger with any motivation, without any motivation behind it, that it worked for the first five, 10 minutes. But as the episode continued, it became so obnoxious. And so there was no rhyme or reason for his reactions to things that I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care about anybody else in the episode. Right. So I think if his performance, if they would have directed, because he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. I think if they would have directed him differently. So it was directed by Guillermo Navarro, who I don't, I don't know what else he's directed. I suppose I could look that up. Sorry. He did. Um, let's see. He was a cinematographer for Pan's Labyrinth. And that's Kronos. what I was. That's what I was thinking. And I am number four. Yeah, I did look him up. <laughs> yeah, but this was written by Guillermo del Toro. This episode, so. it was. But I'm just wondering if these were decisions that Tim Blake Nelson made, or the director made, or a combination of both. But that's where I I think it got lost on me. Where I'm like, I'm I'm so over you. Yeah, right. That I, I I'm not I'm not enjoying this anymore. Gotcha. Fair. Totally yeah. fair. My number six was Pickman's model, which is number five in the series. It's actually based on a Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. A couple of these are, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's directed by Keith Thomas, who did The Vigil, which I love that movie. He also directed The New Firestarter. So there's that. Uh, Set in the early 20th century. I mean, I thought the horror elements were very straightforward. Uh, Crispin Glover's in this. That was really enjoyable. (laughs) There's a ton of dream sequences that I didn't really enjoy. It takes place over a ton of time, mm-hmm. uh, just in one episode. So that that it's a long episode. Through me, it was a longer one. I mean, I thought the use of light was really beautiful, and because it's an, it's about art, it's set in an art. So an art student, Will, meets introvert Richard, whose terrifying works of art begin to have a deeply disturbing effect on Will's sense of reality. The way it was dealt with, with the way it was shot reflects that art focus yeah it's really beautifully shot yeah and i thought there was a great there was a great entity involved in this as well and there were like some jump scares and stuff like that but it it ranks you know sixth on the list not because it's a bad episode but because right. it, it's being compared to others well i think once we get to six because i feel the same way about the rest yeah, of my the list la- the last couple are like meh and then the rest of them are like i would watch that again yeah that's right the, the only two i really didn't enjoy where the two were i mentioned two. the rest of them yep i just so have a different order for mm-hmm. purposes of comparison i think that's true for both of us it's like no no no. this is a solid series yeah. i mean yeah having a couple of the six anthology- out of eight yeah, that are right, good right yeah 
Okay. Agreed. So that's where I'm at okay. with that one. Interesting, interesting. I the next one on my list is um Graveyard Rats. Okay. So this is directed by Vincenzo Natale. Uh, (laughs) a grave robber eyes the riches of a wealthy new arrival to the cemetery but must survive a maze of tunnels and an army of rodents to secure them now from a horror element perspective 10 out of 10 yeah it super surprises me that it's lower like that on your list and i think it's just again because the story for me was fine yeah it kept my interest but what kept my interest mostly were the effects sure the story itself was fine right, right and again like we just mentioned from six all the way down to one i liked them all this just happened to be the lowest of the six. right but i i loved the cinematography i loved the effects it mm-hmm. definitely made you feel so gross at times especially when you first <laughs> yeah, meet that sure. rat with the human face oh my god and so the, some sequences that if you if y'all don't like rodents it's 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 got a real cringe factor to it um <laughs> that's for sure but, but it was clever. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. It just, yeah. Yep. Fair. So my number five is lot 36, which, which we just spoke about. So set in the nineties and like Kathy was saying, my biggest issue was there, the main character was so completely unlikable because I thought it was a great entity. I thought it embraced like fantasy and horror stuff mm-hmm. together, but, and and I was thinking, and it's also about expectations, right? It's like, I would watch this again though that main character being unlikable and so much of the story is just him just made it like, uh, uh, right. Like he was supposed to carry it and you're like, yeah, but you're annoying. Yeah. But for me, it's like better (laughs) than the last, it's better than the Pikmin's model for me because I, there was just more going on. Okay. And so it just kind of, you know, the pacing a little bit better for me, whatever. But anyway, all right. Number five, uh, number five for me again, probably against popular opinion was the autopsy. So this is a seasoned sheriff investigates a dead body in the woods and calls on an old pal, a medical examiner, to help piece together a series of chilling events. Now, this one was actually co-written by Guillermo del Toro um, and directed by David Pryor. Uh, Really great horror elements, but I thought that the story was all over the place. I felt like I had to rewind and look some stuff up. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention the overall message of the story and the ending, I still, I still think they were able to wrap it up well, but as far as just going on that ride, I found myself frustrated at times going, wait a minute, hold on. Who is, and then what is that? And then he's doing, so I was a little frustrated. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's still my number five. I didn't hate it. I just was like, not my fave. Yep. Yep. Fair. So my number four, my number four is the viewing. I obviously ranked it a whole lot higher than you, but it's still like not my top three, right? Not Mm -hmm. my top two. There was a couple of things that saved it for me. I had the same, because here's the thing is like, I knew that it's by the director of Mandy. And so I kind of go. That makes a lot of sense. I kind of go in knowing that the style is going to be bizarre. And I actually liked Mandy. I've seen it a, like two or three times now. Not like top of my list favorite horror movies, but I I do like it. So the thing I thought about the viewing was, well, it's kind of funny because I just recently went to like a horror event over this fall season where Peter Weller was speaking on RoboCop and he was on this panel and he's just like so New York 
just that affect he's just like pretty direct very mm-hmm. like people in the audience will say something and he would just like or do something he just like shuts him down and moves on and then like stands up and walks around and talks about himself you know like an interesting dude right? right and i don't know him personally and the people that worked with him all that were on the panel seemed to be having a grand time going back and forth with him so i imagine he is fun to be around sure so it was funny to watch him in this because i was like i just saw you and yeah I ranked this number four, and obviously, like I said, it's not in my top three, but I ranked this number four because of the ending and for no other reason. Gotcha. <laughs> like, there's this bizarre style. Yeah. There's not much explanation to what the hell's going on. There's some great casting in this one. Some of the characters are just so, they're, they're these are great actors. It's in the 70s. It's this very slow moving tension. Like, you can fall asleep if you're not, you know, mm-hmm. haven't had your coffee. Mm hmm. But the ending, the entity, it was like great, like 10 out of 10 entity. I thought yeah, that I agree with that. The horror elements were awesome. Mm-hmm. I would want to, the practical effects were amazing. Like I would want to watch it for no other reason than to like watch it again to see if now knowing the ending and knowing how that plays out if I would enjoy the beginning more, that's, that's, that's the only yeah, reason why I would want to rewatch it. It's really it, but, a slow burn, but because of the ending ending, because of the effects and because of the, the entity, I had to rank it higher. So that's my number four. All right. My number four is the murmuring. I really love Essie Davis and Andrew Lincoln. And it, it and I, th- I think it's also because I really like you liked Mandy. I really love the Babadook. So it did have that very eerie death grief. And I love the Nightingale. Yeah. Well, just- yeah I understand. I mean, I, I know why it's not my number one. And for some of the things that you had mentioned, it's not, it's, it's definitely more of a psychological thriller. Um, and there isn't, it doesn't, doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like it fits in this maybe that's why they put it last i don't i don't know maybe but i didn't hate it i found that the their merit that something about if i if it was a standalone episode outside of this series i very much enjoyed it but i understand for every reason you said why it just didn't it wasn't your favorite and why it was towards that that end but i enjoyed it enough and i still felt that there were some really creepy haunted elements to it that made it number four and not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like not higher. Yeah. So number three for me, you know, we're getting to the top of our choices as well. And so I'm aware that you haven't mentioned this episode yet either. And so I, it looks like you and I both have this um, unpopular divisive opinion where my number three is dreams in the witch house. Same. You're too. <laughs> so for those of you who don't Creature know, was awesome. That's a pretty divisive, like unpopular opinion. Like most people put at least what I read and watched, like dreams of the witch house is like at the bottom. Like they just didn't like it at all. But I was like, what, how can you say that? So this, the Harry Potter guy, Ron, you know, his in it, which I thought was funny. Cause there's like witches and rats and stuff, just like in Harry Potter. But so he and does Catherine a Hardwick. great job. I know and he does a great job. His performance is amazing. And this is also based on an HP Lovecraft story. And Catherine Hardwick directed 13, which is like such a great coming of yep. age story. And of course the original Twilight as well. Yep. So this is dark. It's dark fantasy. Very it's got, dark. It's got fairy tale elements to it. Mm-hmm. So like, why wouldn't I like this? 
it's weird, but it's kind of horrifying. It's horrible. It's scary. Yes. Like it's actually scary. Like and the I can't witch really is terrifying. Say, yeah. Like I can't really say that about many of these episodes where it's actually scary. Yeah. But this one was ir- the entity reveal is pretty early on. Wait, is this the one with the rat with the human face? No, oh, it was the other one. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least no. Because there's so. another little creature in this one behind the wall. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. This is the one. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give it. it away. But yes, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So years after his twin sister's death, a researcher ventures into a dark, mysterious realm with the aid of a special drug determined to bring her back. So this is one of those things where the guy goes into the unknown, the like fantasy fairy tale world to try to get his dead sister alive again. And it's a powerful metaphor for grief as well. And, you know, this, uh, this idea of him chasing answers from the other side and the entity, and it's just the creep factor. And the fact that I was actually was really kind of horrifying was why it ranks so high for me. I totally agree. This one, I really liked this one a lot. And it was, uh, it was creepy. And when you first see the witch, you're like, oh, hell no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would not like, want to be in no. that. Exit and even, left. <laughs> even the, the, the place where he stays and sleeps and just how dark ah. and cold and, and, and then, then the, the ending. Oh, oh yeah. God, the ending yeah, is so good. And unpredictable. Like, yeah, like I wasn't so, you know, a few of these, we haven't mentioned it yet, but a few of these were unpredictable. Like I wasn't predicting yeah. that ending. I mean, the other one about body dysmorphia, the outside, I could, I didn't predict that ending either, Mm-mm. even though it's really low on my list. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't predict that one either, but yeah. Cool number, man. number two for me was Pikmin's model. I had such a love-hate relationship when I started this. And I actually watched the first 20 minutes, took a break, went back to it the next day and restarted it. And because when it first started, I hated it. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is my least favorite favorite like, episode. I hate it. I hate it. Go away. <laughs> then it hits about, because it's the, I think the longest episode, it hits about 25 minutes in. And all of a sudden the the horror factor it almost had like an Edgar Allan Poe kind of feeling to it, you know, just, um, well, it's Lovecraft, right? So. Yeah. To me, it was, uh, such a mixture between like art and literature and horror. The last 20 minutes of the episode is I think what really solidified it being a solid horror episode for me. Okay. And I, Crispin Glover was fantastic, but so was the lead guy. I thought he was really good. So I didn't think I was going to like it until I really gave it a chance. And I was like, wow, this ended up being one of my favorite episodes. That's great. That's awesome. My number two was Graveyard Rats. And I think it was because, you know, (laughs) it's funny because this is by the person who, the guy who directed Cube. And, uh, oh, right. And in the tall grass yeah. and uh, I guess a movie called Splice. I'm not really sure I've seen that one, but mm-hmm. it's got heavier CGI than any of the other episodes. So that's, you know, I don't know. That could be off-putting, but I thought it was done really well because, of course, you know, you're wanting to see the entity and the you know, Guillermo del Toro, so practical effects. You're kind of wanting both. And um, it wasn't scary, but I did think it was a great, like, setting and i it's the funny one so if you're wanting to watch like the funny episode of all of these <laughs> it is it has some good humor in it graveyard rats yeah. is the one that 
is going to get some giggles out of you. I thought it had beautiful like depth of and color and the way it was shot. And, um, and, and I guess because it was that sort of like grave robber thing and rodents are really gross to me and it was funny. That's why it ranked high. Cause I was, I wasn't expecting funny at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I think I, I think it ranked high because I I wasn't expecting to enjoy the watch and yeah. I just enjoyed it. A lot of these, as we've mentioned, I think both of us a couple of times. Well, I know in particular you've mentioned a couple of times where you had to stop and start episodes. Yeah. There were two or three of those that these you that you've thing. actually said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like stopping and starting them or like, okay, I've had enough of this for today or whatever. And this was like one of the only ones that it was funny. And so I watched it all the way through. And so that that to me like i'm like okay i have to like pay attention to that even though for me it wasn't the best story and, yeah but it kept it kept you hooked yeah yeah cool um and then my number one was the outside i um i deduced that it really made me so uncomfortable um <laughs> yeah it is that way yeah. it is so grotesque and i think that it speaks to the lengths that people will go to for vanity and and acceptance I loved the body horror. I loved, uh, you're right. The entity wasn't the best, but I thought, I still thought it was pretty clever. And Kate Micucci, I think her name is that plays the main girl. Mm -hmm. She's just so pathetic and psychopathic. And you go from like feeling sorry for her to hating her to all of these different, she took me through a bunch of different feelings And then, um, you know, without mentioning the ending, then she just, you know, kind of rolls into (laughs) it escalates It it very much escalates. And, and just the, the makeup effects in this episode, I think were really great. So it ended up being my favorite. That's great. Amazing. I mean, shocker eighties. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. Body horror. Oh, and she, they give her like these terrible teeth and like, they they just really make it. She's actually really cute, but they really just distort (laughs) the hell out of her in this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the whole story is definitely banked on what you're saying as if you, it's character driven for yeah. this character. So the husband was as, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Such a, such totally. A weirdo. As long as you buy into this person and f- go on the journey with her and have empathy for her, you're going to really like that episode. I know yeah. a lot of, a lot of people did. Yeah. And then my favorite was, um, the autopsy, which was number three for me. This is David Pryor, right? Who did the empty man. Oh, I love that movie. So he he directed this one, and I just thought it was a great story. I thought the horror elements were on point. I, it was hard to predict for me. There's a couple of scenes in there of the horror piece when they get to that, kind of after the autopsy, because, <laughs> of course, there's an autopsy, and there's dead bodies. And the practical effect, effects, I thought, were so solid and this was just one of those ones where i stayed in my seat and as soon as kind of the horror part kicked in the supernatural part kicked in i just i was on board and i was kind of riveted by it and i and i personally like didn't predict what was going to happen and mm-hmm. so for me it was just mm-hmm. the story was good i have totally agree it, for some reason i had a hard time with it but yeah. i i will say that it makes sense that David Pryor directed this. In fact, I I would say that in the last five years, I'm trying to remember when Empty Men came out, 
2020, one of my top favorite horror movies of the last you five years. Probably the first person to mention that movie to oh, me. It's so good. I, I watched it on a plane, and it's so long, it's, right? And it's you f- long doesn't but it's matter. Really good. You it don't really care. pulls you in. I watched Agreed. it on a plane. And I was like, holy shit! It's this really is underrated. It I mean, is. a lot of people have discovered it since mm-hmm. then, but like, it, but it's it's still to me really underrated. When I think back to watching it, it almost gives me the same feeling as I would get if I read the book. Oh, like sure. it really pulls you in in the way that it would if you were to read it as a book. Yeah, which yeah. is an interesting thing in a movie. I can see why it would be maybe divisive for some people yep. because of that. But yep. yeah, no. So he did that episode and I I loved it. So number one for me. But cool. I think both of us would recommend the series. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's fun. a worthwhile watch and we would be very interested to know what your rankings are or if yeah. you disagree. What I have found is uh, when I've looked at other people's rankings... They're all over the place, which I love. That's, and that's amazing. That's the projection on, because everyone I think really attaches to the, these stories are so, they're almost like Rorschachs they're in a way. They're amazing, right? That everyone seems to be picking up and, and connected to different elements. Like even you and I describing these, like yep. we got very different things yep. and I could, from each and episode. I could he- and you know me pretty well and I know you pretty well. So like I could hear in you why you like those things mm-hmm. and maybe why I didn't and vice versa. Yep. I'm sure, you know, yep. it's really, and that's what's so great is that if it's a projective test, then it's great. You're going to get something different than, than everyone else. And it makes for good conversation. It's one of the reasons why yeah. I want to do this episode. Cause yep. I thought like, you know, everyone's going to rank them different. So yay, we enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been an episode of terror talk. My name is Shannon and I'm Kathy sleep safe, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>